0: Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I share conversations with different guests to inspire you, encourage you, and uplift you. Today's guest is a gender specialist, policy advocate, and founder of Boundless Hands Africa Initiative, a nonprofit championing gender equality, girls' education, sexual and reproductive health and serves as an accessible resource for women and girls experiencing gender-based violence. Welcome onto the show, Titilayo.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you for coming on. So before we dive into the conversation, tell us a little bit more about yourself that maybe was not captured in the intro or something that can show us a different side of you.
1: Oh, well, I think you have the major um, things about me, but I can say, as a founder of Boundless Africa Initiative, an NGO that is focused on, you know, gender, helping women, um, especially women and girls that have faced um, gender-based violence in the past. Um, One of the things that spurred me to, you know, contributing, myself or my culture to development interventions in my community is uh because i lost um, a very close relative of mine to intimate partner um violence you know um that's you know just poured me to start to ask questions and um when i started that i realized that a lot of women and girls in my community were facing the same issues and solutions has to be created um having worked in nigeria for in nigeria and you know some other places around africa for over 8 years on these interventions i just realized that um getting more skills and knowledge is is paramount at that stage And um, that's what made me to apply for a master's program. So currently I'm running my master's in international development and public policy at the University of Chicago um, in the US. So basically that's more about what you didn't mention. (laughs) And apart from that, my work has been able to gain me some recognitions, both internationally and locally. I've been recognized by the UN Women Nigeria as a Bergen Eaglet. Um, 25 young women were selected in Nigeria. Um, I've also been a One Champion, um, a Yali RLC fellow and a Mandela Washington fellow, which I'll be attending the um, 2021 fellowship um, soon. So thank you.
0: That's fantastic. So recognizing all those awards, how have you been able to stand out and be selected for these different
1: leadership courses so um standing out is a relative term but i believe that when it comes to social impact and social development in general your work always speaks for you so most times you are doing these interventions you are making sure Um, you're giving back to your community, you're designing innovative programs. Um, Let me um, maybe shed more light on one of the programs we've developed. So um, as an activist in Nigeria, like I said, I started with, you know, um, preventive measures, sensitization, creating of awareness, advocacy. But when I got into the communities, I realized that the solutions these girls and women need is more than just sensitizing and giving them information they need. They actually needed service delivery. So um, one of the programs we designed was more of mental health and um, recovery therapy for these victims of um, gender-based violence. So most of them are abused and um, they go through different forms of violence, but they don't heal because they've not, you know, spoken about their encounters. They've not gotten um, health care for those issues. So what we decided to do was to form this, um, we started with face-to-face counseling sessions, therapy sessions for, you know, um, gender-based violence victims. And during COVID, we had to form like a virtual meeting point where um, they can come and talk about their issues without people stigmatizing them, just trying to get through the recovery process and fit back into the society. So like I said, doing these things are are innovative and people will just recognize the fact that you are doing something different from what every other person is, is doing. So I guess that's what makes me stand out as, as a gender activist, as somebody interested in empowering women and girls.
0: So to the young girl that you are counseling and, you know, supporting through your program, how is she supported once she goes home or once she finishes the program? How does she um, re- reorganize her life so that she's not, you know, still in the same environment where she's facing gender-based violence?
1: Okay, so our, our strategy in Boundless Hands Africa I must say is like, it's holistic, you know, um, we start with support, which involves, um, you know, like I explained the support system that we have. And then we have empowerment programs that we do, making sure that these girls, if they're going back to school um, as students, we support them through that process. If it's a skill they want to learn, we also have, um, you know, partners that provide empowerment skills so making sure that they actually get something doing and for the women too, so we realize that most women that remain in violent um and abusive situations are women that probably do not have like a, a a sense of livelihood or they don't have a job or the way that they um you know provide for themselves and their family so that they end up staying there we have this um other projects that provides support and um, empowerment for w- local women, agriculture, you know, support them with seed funding to to provide for a business, and then you know, skills acquisition, training. In all, we do all these things with partners. So as an organization, we are we are stand alone, but achieving all this empowerment, making sure the girls, like you said, they face um, violence, they come for their therapy session and they heal. And then going back, you're making sure that they are empowered, not leaving them alone to fall into the same situation. So most of our empowerment trainings, you know, run from within three months, six months. And in six months or three months, the girl will come out with something to do. And then for the ones that go back to school, you are sure that they're in school. So our, our solution is community-based. We have our um other CSO that we work with in each community just to make sure that you know it's a circle. You can't do it alone and you can't leave the girls to go back and fall as victims. So you support them all through the way and making sure that um they are empowered and you know they become something for themselves
0: that is really important because as girls and women we need to support each other along the way to make sure that we have the foundation to keep transforming and becoming better better individuals for ourselves and for our communities so this year the theme for international yeah. women's month or women's day is choose to challenge so with that in mind what are you choosing to challenge
1: mm-hmm. like oh i always say um africa has a lot of issues to deal with when it comes to our patriarchal culture gender bias and most importantly the gap of leadership where women are underrepresented so as an individual through my organization i choose to challenge those the structural bias system that eliminates women for achieving their potentials all i want to do is to make sure that we're you know grooming the next generation of female african leaders where we'll be able to take our seats on decision making
0: yes where we take our place as women leaders so what do you think are the steps for someone listening, they want to challenge the fact that maybe they haven't stepped out of their comfort zone to be a leader in their sphere of influence. What can you tell them to do wherever they are to become a leader or to become more courageous in their leadership journey?
1: Um, So the first things that I feel women need to do is to gain skills and knowledge. So um, we need to leave the era that we say that yes we want women to you know take dispositions we want women to you know be part of um, leadership but we don't have women that have enough skills and knowledge to take those positions a lot of times the the men use that as an excuse to say okay yes we want to give a female disposition but we don't have a female that has you know the experience and the the knowledge or the skills required or the qualifications required for those positions. So, first of all, I think women need to do more in preparing themselves, acquiring those skills, acquiring the knowledge to be able to fit in. You know, you have an a more strong argument if 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 you say, okay, I have this um you know qualification to run this position so that's one very important thing we need to do invest in yourself build yourself as a woman um another thing we can do is we need to stop staying in our comfort zone you need to step out of that your comfort zone show that you can perform show that you're adding value in that little space of yours a lot of, um, you know, work and all that is tagged as a women-represented field. Maybe like, you know, you can say entertainment, they target as a woman dominated field. But in that entertainment, are you adding extra value to it? So women need to ta- start to take that very, very importantly. Another thing I would say is that put that extra effort. We probably have to work three times as hard as our male counterparts. But if you do that, then you have something to show that you've done more. And then, I think with all this, just investing yourself as a woman—what is the requirement? You need to. So we have a lot of online, you know, programs that can give us the the edge that we need. Take that opportunity, develop yourself, have more skills, and I think it will start to open doors for us as women. And then you need to showcase, leave your comfort zone. I like to say that leave your comfort zone just like me i've left my comfort zone in in nigeria and i'm here getting an additional skills just to add to you know what i can offer
0: well said i yes. hope that makes Yes, it makes so much sense because honestly, growth and comfort don't stay together. So to the person listening, step out of your comfort zone because that's where you grow. That's where you develop yourself and really transform in a way that truly would leave you in awe of yourself. So imagine your younger self is seated across you. What would you tell her now, knowing all that you know now?
1: um basically I, funny enough i don't have a lot of regrets but one thing i must say is that um let me just give an example of a discussion i had with a friend of mine um yesterday when we finished our first degree you know and got into the career world and started to grow a lot of my um, friends went for their masters immediately and you know, they did all sorts of programs. But I'm I'm happy I didn't go for my master's immediately because over the years I've realized what I really want to do. So I probably would have done maybe a master's in economics or something, maybe political science or so. But right now I'm doing what I really want to do. I'm doing international development based on my experience. The only thing I probably might tell my younger self is live for the moment maybe I will have acquired more skills and knowledge in different aspects of my life. So right now I'm in America, I wanna do my hair, I want to do some clothes. There, there, there are some other um, viruses of life that you should just take a tip at. Maybe learn how to do hair, learn how to swim, just gather the, the most amount of skills you can gather in a way that you're not putting pressure on yourself you get learn how to drive early you know there are just some skills that you just need that as a woman at an early stage so that you won't just be excluded when you get to a, a situation in life so young girls you know be dynamic take um opportunities as the come. Make sure you know your values, you know what keeps you going, and just, you know, concentrate on it. There's really no formula to life. Life is not rocket science. Just live in the moment. Make sure you take the most important things seriously. Education is key. You need to get that education because, yes, you might not need it for your, you know, future um, career or future ambitions, but you need it as as a foundation to whatever... you you would like to do so basically learn skills another thing i like to tell ladies is that read research just just be very inquisitive be dynamic and you know take the younger you are take more risk I like to tell people, I don't know if you you guys know about ISEC. ISEC is an international organization that I joined when I was an undergraduate. And before I was at the age of 18, I traveled to over five countries in the world. I'd gone to South Africa, i have gone to Turkey, I'd gone to Germany. You know, so those are the kind of dynamics that probably built me to what I am today. So as a young person, you know your values, you know what you want to be. You you just have that very big picture in front of you, but there's no formula to that picture. You try some, it doesn't work. And then you keep just trying other things. For me, I feel, I will not tell you that you have to, you know, I don't have a line of things that I can tell you as a young person to do this, do this, and this will happen. But you just have to be dynamic and, and try it
0: yeah life life there's no textbook on life every life is different but what's important as you say is just to stay in the moment and gain as much as you can so my next question would be all that you're doing with the young women and girls in boundless hands africa where do you see your organization in the next
1: five to ten years okay um like I said, one of the reasons why I'm getting this master's is to get a a different view of the international setting. So I feel like in Africa, we are working in silos where yes, we're trying things and we're getting on, but what is these same things that we're trying to achieve the The Western world is far beyond us, and they've gone above us with you know gender gap and gender parity pay for women and all. So one of the things I'm doing is trying to see like I work in the international space for some time to get more experience. And then seeing Bandless Hands Africa, we always try to develop innovative interventions. Um, I believe that going on with what we are doing in a few years' time, yeah, we are working with the UN Women in Nigeria. I'm a youth activist with um, the UN Women. Um, I'm also doing a lot of things on both local and national levels with governments and all that. So um, I believe that with time, we'll continue to build to a level that will get partnerships with international organizations directly where we'll be able to be there implementing partners. So for me, I'm more focused on the impact I'm creating that than the big portfolio. So as we continue to build, uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to partner with international organization and implement bigger projects. So basically that's, that's, that's the way I see myself in a few years time. And the organization as a well. whole
0: okay so how comes there's that challenge that within africa we work in silos yet internationally they've seemed to have found a way to work together what's the challenge that you think we're facing within africa
1: um so one thing i can say about nonprofits is that we just have a lot of people trying to do the same things in different ways So one thing I know we've not embraced is partnerships and collaborations. I really don't know why we are not embracing it. But like if you hear all what I said today, all our interventions and the way we deliver our project, we are always partnering with, especially when it comes to CSOs. There is no community you get to that you want to do any intervention, that there's really no existing CSO already there. So instead of you know trying to do your own in your own little way, why not just combine efforts with people that are already doing something? So I guess that's the major problem we have. Um, our laws are really not um, as strong as the laws they have in you know, the developed world, whereby you can't just you know, spring up and say you're starting an NGO in the back of your home. So those are the kind of things we, should, we need to work on in Africa. We we are doing a lot, but if we start to collaborate more, partner more, it will be it would bring more impact that you can you can ever imagine. So I, I basically think that's where we're lacking. We just need um, more laws that will, that will help us to you know consolidate more and and do better things.
0: I agree with you. Partnerships and collaborations. Let's stop fearing working together or thinking someone is going to steal my idea. We're all here together to thrive
1: and grow our communities. So I always tell people that it's it's not competition. Like you're not competing with anybody. All of of us are just trying to, you know, create impact, change the lives of women, youth, girls, and boys. And if you look at Africa, the problems we are facing is not peculiar to a a certain place. It's actually a general problem. So why not, don't we try to find like a a bigger solution to, to those problems?
0: Yeah. If you were president for one day, what
1: would you change? Oh my God, that's a huge one. I have a list of things that I want to change. <laughs> uh, so maybe I should, um, uh, President of where? Of Nigeria? Yes, Nigeria, where you're from? Uh, president of the world. <laughs> oh, Okay, so um, if I'm President of Nigeria, Yes. I know one very important thing I would like to change. I have to be biased about this, but we have um, two or three different policies that we're trying to pass. We have the Gender Equality Bill currently um, in the, I don't know if it's in the Senate. I think it's sitting in the Senate now. And the Gender Equality Bill is just, you know, has a lot of requests from women that they want to have equal opportunities. They want to be able to, you know, as a woman in Nigeria, you want to be able to um, inherit properties. You know, so some basic things that women do not have the rights to are contained in that bill. We have the Child's Rights Act, too. The Child Rights Act have been domesticated in some states and have not been domesticated in other states. So in some states in Nigeria, a young girl, maybe below 11, 12, can still get married. You know, so if I'm president of Nigeria in one day, all I have to do, first of all, is to, you know, pass those policies and laws and make sure I form implementation strategies that will make people follow those laws so that our women and girls will, will be more empowered. Another thing I will do is that we have almost um, less than 5% of women represented in the cabinet. I'll make sure I pass a law that women should have 50-50 percentage representation when it comes to um, lawmaking and, you know, in the parliament. The reason is because if we keep having less women, in decision making tables, then our policies and laws will not be passed. Imagine if we had 50% women in the in the parliament right now. Those those policies I'm talking about will definitely be passed because we have women that will we we'll, will make sure they, they pass those laws. But right now, it gets thrown out because oh the men are there, but what do they care? Right. So they I can guess those, those are the things I will focus on when if I'm president
0: yes i agree with you you know when women are in the spaces where change can be made things move faster and policies that are skewed that. women are implemented and that's very important
1: you can say that again you can say that again yes
0: yeah. so how do you want to be remembered
1: um, so for me my legacy is just changing the lives of women and girls Um, I grew up in the northern part of Nigeria, where I from, when I was a child, I already noticed the differences between how women and girls were brought up, while we young girls were brought up in a way that all you have to do is to be good girls and, you know, um, be homemakers and get ready to get married. The boys were already given leadership positions at a very young age, and you know they had that superiority and dominance that comes with with the ways that they they brought them up so basically all I want to be remembered for is like I did not sit back and fold my hands like i I added to to the progress I added to you know the way. We recognize women social in social, economic, and political spaces. You know, creating conditions that are favorable to women and you know, equal participation in social development. That is how I want to be remembered. Like I give my quarter, I give my all to making sure that I contributed to the life of women and girls.
0: Oh, that is so powerful, and I am sure you shall accomplish it and yes you are very passionate about what you're doing and may you continue with the same momentum same consistency and may we hear you one day in that cabinet you know of the nigerian government one day we'll be looking out for you yeah
1: i hope so i hope so (laughs) i always tell people that um yes i'm doing this but um at the back of my mind i'm preparing myself also for that leadership position and that leadership space so let's keep our fingers crossed i might get there <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is there anything else that's still in your heart that you want to tell the listener some um you know some nugget of wisdom something to encourage them in their journey wherever they may be
1: yeah um all i want to tell every woman and girl out there is that the universe belongs to us um at least we can see evidence that women are you know getting to those places that we hope they will get to we have dr ungozi okonjewala that just became you know the dg of the um world trade organization so your struggles are worth it you need to keep being steadfast continue to innovate, continue to build yourself up, and definitely you'll get to that position or that place where you want to be.
0: Well said. Well said. Thank you so much. I want to appreciate you for taking the time. And truly, my key takeaway is leave your comfort zone and develop yourself as a young girl and as a woman so that you can grow and transform yourself and be able to, you know, help your community, help your sphere of influence. So until next time, dear listener, take care of yourselves.